Welcome to One Tired Teacher, Episode 109, Growth Mindset in the Classroom, What This Means for Teachers. So today, I want to talk a little bit about mindset for teachers, because what does this actually mean in your classroom for you as the educator? We often talk about growth mindset for our classroom with our and like terms of our students and what we want for our students. And we want to teach our kids to see to see abundance and we want them to better understand like metacognitively where they are in their learning process. And we want them to learn the power of yet and to see failure as success turned inside out and all of these really powerful things. But what does it mean for us? Well, today we're going to find out. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so we are talking about growth mindset with educators today. Now, I did a growth mindset episode. It was episode, what was it? 13. It was episode 13 on One Tired Teacher. And I interviewed Larissa Bennett, who is an extraordinary school counselor. She actually won School Counselor of the Year in Florida a couple years ago, and she was excellent. I talked to her on on episode 13. We had a really, really great conversation about growth mindset in the classroom in terms of kids and students. And so if you want more information about that, definitely go check out that episode. I will link to it in the show notes so that you can easily find it. But if you are searching on my website and you're on One Tired Teacher, just go check out episode 13. So anyway, all right, today we're going to talk about what this means for teachers because very often we can be guilty. I'm speaking from experience um, of my own self. (laughs) We can be perfectionists. And this is awful, often very crippling to our, our ability to grow and to our growth process. And I know, for me, it was all about like making sure it was perfect, and it was done right. And I wanted it to be great. And I had to follow these expectations. And I felt like, you know, well, this was a rule. So I must do this. And all that is so overwhelming. And it really it really can get in our way of having a growth mindset. And honestly, sometimes I think that our systems, our school systems are set up to like push against growth mindset. It doesn't feel like growth mindset. It feels very like rigid in our thinking and very like one way. It has to be this one size fits all mentality. We're asked to differentiate and then we have to do standardized testing. We're asked to differentiate and then we have to do everything exactly the same. So those kinds of things are confusing and they're conflicting with a growth mindset. And so I think it's understandable that sometimes we get trapped and we don't realize that there's things that we too can do in order to help the situation. So I've been reading these two beautiful books um, by Kobe Yamada, who I've spoken about before. I love him. I adore him. I had the best privilege of my life. Well, it was one of them. I mean, besides my children and, you know, a few other 
monumental moments in life, but really special time. I got to interview Kobe Yamada for STEM Club, which was a really a fun group of people that we had like a like a club. It was a group and we offered some different PD and things like that. It was some of the people that also did STEM Con, which is coming around the corner which is very exciting and Kobe himself might be making a debut you just never know so be on the lookout for that because that is coming around the corner and you don't want to miss it it's different there's other stem you know things out there but this is stem con and it is really it's going to be exciting so anyway Let me get back to the point. I've been reading these beautiful books by Kobe Yamada. Yes, I got to interview him. Yes, it was amazing. And then he he sent me his new book called Trying, which is beautiful. I'm going to link to that in the show notes because it's absolutely beautiful. I got a signed copy, so I am like on cloud nine. I'm super excited. It's out now, so everyone can get it. It's been out for a little bit, but um, it's 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 unbelievable. It's so beautiful. But he has another book that I feel like didn't get a lot of attention or didn't get spoken that much about. I actually bought it for my daughter for for Christmas. And I also bought it for myself because I love it so much. And it's called Maybe. And there's a few parts of it that I actually I'm going to read today as we talk about some things to keep in mind for teachers and their mindset, because I think that there are some applicable parts to this book that are true, not only for students, but also for adults. And I think that that's an important thing to keep in mind. I think sometimes children's books can be like a message to adults as well. Anyway, maybe is a story about the endless potential and all of us. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. That's actually on the cover. I think that is so beautiful. And this book is like beautifully illustrated as well. It's illustrated by Gabriella Baroque, I think you would say. I'm not sure how you would say that, but it's, it's, I, I don't want to butcher her name, but it's she's got some beautiful illustrations in here. And and actually, I talked to Kobe about that. And he was talking about that this being like, one of the only um, books that she agreed to. So I thought that was really special. It might be that might have been in trying I could be getting that confused. Either way, it's, um it's beautiful. So anyway, so back to maybe a story about the endless potential in all of us. So I want to read you the first two pages. And I'm going to link to this in the show notes too, because I definitely recommend this book. I think it's, I think it's a must have book. I think it's a great book for adults. I think it's a a beautiful book for children. And a really powerful one that you could absolutely use for growth mindset. So it starts off and obviously I'm not going to read all the words because they don't belong to me. They belong to Kobe. And um, he should of course, take all the credit for that. And I, again, I'm going to link to it because I think you should grab it. Have you ever wondered why you are here? You are the only one there ever has been or ever will be. You have so much to offer. That's so beautiful. I think it's beautiful for you as the educator. I think it's beautiful for kids, but I think it's really important for teachers to hear that. You are so magical. You are so important. You are so necessary. And I sometimes think that we forget that or we don't hear it enough. So I want to say that to you. So anyway, and ah, I think, I think that that's like, just something that we need to, we just, we need to remember. Um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So anyway, okay, the book. So the book goes on to talk about like trying new things and seeing new places and things like that. Um, and but I think that I think that we really, as teachers, sometimes we forget that we too need to have a growth mindset. And that we, and again, like I think sometimes we're forced by expectations and by even the pandemic and things like that, we don't realize that we are stuck in this rigid type of thinking and we have to change that. And do we, do we embrace, do we embrace change? And what, what if, and what do we do if this change doesn't align to our core values? And I think that's where it really gets tricky. It's, I think it's, you've got to find like a balance of how I'm going to learn to continue to grow and change. But at the same time, I don't, if I'm forced to do something that feels like conformity and doesn't feel like true growth, then I really have to take a look at that. And I have to think about what that means. So I think that, I think that's an important thing to remember. So let's talk about some some things for te- some growth mindset for teachers or mindset for teachers and maybe what this might mean. All right, so the first one I want to talk about is I want us to never stop growing. Never stop growing. And are we growing? Like we've had to grow a lot this past year in things that we may not have wanted to grow in. Like maybe we didn't want to learn all the things we've had to learn with technology. Maybe you've never wanted to understand Zoom. (laughs) But now look at the possibility that we have, that we can actually teach and reach out and connect with people all over the world. That's pretty amazing. And if we actually took that and used it for something good, like bringing in maybe an author to come into our classroom or another speaker, another teacher, another class, something, all those things can be really powerful instead of like something like stifling and forced. So here's, here's some more words from Kobe. Wherever you go, take your hopes, pack your dreams, and never forget. It is on journeys that discoveries are made. I think that's so beautiful. And I think that's so true about, and it just makes me think of growing. And because we all have something to learn, and we all need to try new things. And if they don't work, then we need to keep trying new things. And we need to keep experimenting, which is number two, growth mindset for teachers is means number two, and that is experiment and innovate. And this is where I think it really ties into some of those new things and trying them. Like I think that I even think about this when I think about like writer's workshop. I know I was teaching, oh, this is so embarrassing. This was years and years and years ago. And I was had just come back from Teachers College in Columbia with Lucy Calkins and that group. And I was like, okay, I'm, I, I didn't feel really super confident as a writing teacher. I felt always felt really strong in reading and science and okay in math, but not really super strong in writing. Like writing in response to reading, totally got that. But like just writing, like the process of writing, I felt like a little bit more like I needed some guidance. So I was like all in and I was going to come back and it was this whole small moment's time period. And it was like focusing on this one moment, stretching it out instead of having like those breakfast to bed stories that kids would write. I think there was some definite um, gold nuggets in this, but I also think I took it way too far. And so I was teaching this teaching is teaching I was going on for months. And finally, like we were coming to an end and we were having this big like cumulative 
like celebration of this unit being over. And my, I literally had kids that were like, thank goodness. And I remember being like, oh, I don't think I taught that very well. They feel this way. And I don't think kids should hate that and be and dread things and be, of course, not everyone's going to love everything, but it was a lot of kids. So I feel like I needed to experiment and maybe be a little bit more innovative and not stick exactly to something that um, may or may not have worked for all students. So I think that's important. And then like I think of RTI or MTSS or whatever you're calling it now. I think like we try things, we try we try interventions, and if they don't work, we have a period of time where we're trying, then we try something else. We don't give up. We're not going to give up. We've got to figure out what the problem is. So I think that that's an important thing for us too, and I think teachers are doing that all the time. But sometimes I feel like, again, in these systems that we're put in, that innovation, that experimentation isn't really celebrated or not even allowed in some cases. But I think that's where we have to push back. Okay, there's a second part of the book I want to read because I think it has to do with that. It says, maybe you're here to shine a light into places that have been dark for far too long. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, like maybe we are here to shine a light in the darkness. And I think that is really an important thing to remember. All right, number three, ask questions. I love this one. And I'm so guilty of this. Like I, I think I was like maybe an annoying question asker because that's how I think. That's how I learn. That's how I like comprehend and understand things. I, I ask questions about it. And sometimes people will take this as me being negative or a naysayer, which that really irritates me too. Like if you're, str- if you feel strongly and passionately about something, you can withstand some questions about it. In fact, you can well, you should welcome them and want to be able to talk more about it. But when people acted like I was like being negative, I'm like, don't you want to look at this from all angles? Like maybe I'm going to bring up something that is going to help us be prepared for that question in the future. Well, that's what I used to think. But anyway, I I think asking questions is important. And I think if we imagined, what if we imagined that we approached like even school-based problems and and ideas through an inquiry lens? How much deeper could we go? How much more creative could we be? The more questions, the more we learn and grow, the more questions we ask. And I think that that's super important. So I think that's a really great way of like growing your, your mind and your ability to look at things in a growth mindset mentality. All right, number four, be flexible. Now, let me tell you, people, we've been flexible this year. We've had to do some crazy, insane things online, offline, uh, you know, teaching at the same time as online and offline hybrid and all these other crazy things. I I feel like we've been super flexible, but, but we've had to, we were forced to, there wasn't a choice. I think being flexible as far as like making a choice to be flexible is totally different than being forced to do something. So I, I think that we have to keep that in mind too. And we, we definitely, sometimes this being flexible means that we have to stretch some of our rules and expectations. And again, I think that means we've got to push back on some of these systems that are in place currently. And it because I really feel like these systems, like they they tie our hands, they force us to be more rigid, you feel rigid, because the system is rigid. So then when they get mad at you for not being flexible, it's kind of confusing. So I think we need to keep that in mind. But if we can 
kind of push back on some of these things, stretch some of these ideas and question them. Like, why is this in place if it's actually not helping kids? So I think we need to think about that too. And I think that, I think that we have to push back on some of these norms because we, we actually may be speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves, which is another line in the story, which I think is beautiful in this book, maybe. And then last but not least, number five, this is going to be a tough one, people. Embrace failure. <laughs> yes, even we need to do this. We are setting the example for kids. We are leading the way. We are modeling it, that modeling that we can pick ourselves up from failure, that we don't have to look at failure as something bad. We can look at it as success turned out inside out. We can look at it as an opportunity to grow and change. All right, I have some more words to read. There will be struggles. There will be fears. And it won't always be easy. At times, it will feel really hard. And you might make a mess of things. You may fall down. You may fail. But you will also get back up. And you will rise a little stronger and a little taller. Because there really is more inside you than you know. And this world needs your gifts, your talents, your big ideas. Oh, I just love that. I think it's so beautiful. So beautiful. And then it goes on a little bit more talking about that and the value of that and how important it is. And then one of the last parts of the story says, maybe you have no idea just how good you really can be. And do you feel that way? Because I feel that way for teachers. I feel like we don't have any idea how good we really can be. And maybe it's because of the systems that are in place, or maybe it's because of our own lack of self-worth. I feel like a lot of us, a lot of us that struggle with that, totally me included here, I'm speaking of myself, we're drawn to this profession because we want to make a difference. And, and then the system is kind of used against us. So we need to remind ourselves that we really can be good. And maybe we have no idea how good we can be, but we can. And then this is what else Kobe says. And maybe you don't know how much you matter. But maybe, just maybe, the world has been waiting centuries for someone exactly like you. So the book does go on a little bit further, but I'm not going to read any more of that because I want you to go grab it. It is so good. It's so beautiful. It's a gift for you. It's a gift to you. You can read it to your kids and you can help them see the value of growth mindset, but you can read it to yourself and you can see where you need to stretch your own thinking and you need to embrace some growth mindset of your own. I hope that, that you this helped a little bit because I know it definitely did for me. I have been so, so guilty of not seeing not seeing that things can be, you know, can be different. And I have pushed back and pushed back and, and that may get me into a little bit of trouble. But you know what? (laughs) Sometimes trouble is exactly where we need to be. So I hope that you are into the new year and you're thinking about some new things that you want to do for 2020 and that you are feeling excited. I know I'm feeling excited, especially when I think about STEMCon coming up. I'll be talking more about that in the next several months and weeks to come. 
Also, I want to remind you that I'm I'm still plugging along in my makerspace, mastering makerspace from zero to amazing course, and that is coming soon. So be on the lookout. And before that even kicks off, I'll be doing a a really special free masterclass on every classroom needs a makerspace. So I want you to be on the lookout for that right now. While you're waiting, you can grab my getting started with makerspace. Um, little kit so that you can get things up and running. I have that for free. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So go grab that so you can get started. And then I will teach you all about how to get how to go through makerspace and what to do and how to get it running and step by step and materials and procedures and how to do it without breaking the bank and all kinds of other really cool things. All right, that's coming in the future. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. (laughs) 